What's up, hobby friends, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, we got some stuff to talk about. We got some uh, army painter stuff, some slap chopping stuff, some some dark Eldar stuff, some of the old stuff. We got We got stuff, some hobby stuff. It's good. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. But before we get into any of that, Brent, what what have you been up to? You are uh, you're working hard since your last video. I've got new good news, Casey. Uh, I've been working hard, but I've been playing hard too. And uh, me and a couple of old high school pals have been playing Gloomhaven, and mm. I got my scoundrel up to level nine, which is max level. I got the the quests done so that I could retire my scoundrel. And the way that game works is, you, you I guess you kind of get a couple of different characters going during each campaign. Um, but yeah, we're, we've been playing an online version of the board game, which is apparently very close to the actual rules of the board game. So I know how mm -hmm. to play Gloomhaven now. I quite, I quite <laughs> enjoyed my scoundrel. And then I retired that yeah. character. I got a new character at level four or whatever. And not as much fun. I wish I had kept my scoundrel going. Or just re-rolled another scoundrel, but <laughs> um, can you do that? Can you like re-roll the same character? I thought you had to switch, like as as part of the story. Oh, I haven't tried yet. I I think you can. You, I definitely had a couple of choices in terms of what else to pick. Like it took me back to the selection screen where all of the unlocked mercenaries were available. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That is a good way to learn rules, though. If the computer is just like, you can do this, you can't do this, there's no cursing and reading the rule books. It's just <laughs> some options are grayed out and some are not. And uh, yeah, but yeah, it's no, it's been a nice. it's been a while since I made progress in a board game, even if it is online. And so that's uh, that's kind of nice. I've I've been given myself an education on Gloomhaven. I can participate <laughs> in in Gloomhaven conversations now. I'm pretty happy about that. That's pretty good. Yeah, I still, still haven't uh, delved into Gloomhaven. Even I, like I've had the big box forever, and I bought like the the little box, the Jaws of the Lion, thinking like, oh well, you know, I tried to get some people into the big box. Maybe if I get the little box, I can do that. And so far, that hasn't happened. But is I'm the still little hopeful, box an easy you know? intro, or is it an expansion? Um, it's, I think it's technically a standalone huh. version. It, I mean, it's its own story. It's got its own characters, but it it does have like a learn to play feature where instead of laying out tiles for everything, the rule book is the map. So you open the page and it has everything out on both pages and in each section, each mission that you go on, it tells you here are the things you can do here and it kind of walks you through how to play the game so that by the time you're on, you know, mission three or four, you're not even really thinking about it. You've already done all the rules things in the first few missions. So like it, it feels more like an introductory type of a game. Yeah. And then you can just switch to the large box. So it's it's pretty cool and I've heard it's actually really good on top of that. It's just a good game. The Jaws so. of the Lion, huh? Yeah, Jaws of the Lion. Jaws of the Lion. I have I have painted several Gloomhaven models. I painted four of them to start like a campaign. Like I worked pretty hard on them too. Like they all look really nice. Yeah, I played like one session with four people, and then it was like we never. That's how it goes sometimes. Again. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So like the fact that you've even played more than once. Like, I, it doesn't even matter if it's digital. Like, that's that's pretty good. We've gotten, like, 10 sessions in. We've been doing almost yeah. regularly Tuesday, Thursday play dates. <laughs> it's been remarkable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talk about D&D &D all the time. Yeah. That never lasts, you know? Well, D&D &D is often set up as a play group of about five, sometimes six people in, in yeah. that size range. And that's just enough that somebody is going to have a conflict. Whereas... Yeah. Whereas three people, it, it might just be a, a critical mass issue if it's easier to get those two. And, and the game is set up to be a, a four-person campaign if, if that's the way you want to do it. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. If uh, 
some Gloomhaven minis ever come across my painting desk, I will pick the scoundrel and, and paint her up for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you can buy them individually. They're on eBay like all the time. I did look that up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that may happen. It may happen. But uh, I mean, I like that as, as like a it's a reverse type of thing, right? Like now that you play this thing, you you've unlocked the achievement and you can go out and get the model and paint it and be like, yeah, I, I did a thing yeah. with this character. And now it's painted and it's on my shelf and it looks great. Are you going to play with your scoundrel? No, she's retired. I'm immediately retiring her. She goes right, <laughs> right. back on the shelf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But what if you what if you play through it again and you make some different decisions and you get yeah. some different I don't know yeah. like I guess you'll still end up in the same place but you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know how it works because I haven't gotten that far ah uh, look at me yeah. knowing more about the rules of a game than you <laughs> not because I read That's a true. single part of the rules <laughs> right you know I was like busting my ass trying to get the rules down and uh, like well if you were running trying game, to get people into this yeah, i was yeah. and and it's like of course when you do that you really want people to also be into it and and if you don't know the rules like they're not going to be yep. so like i went out of my way I, I watched videos i did like like run throughs myself i did all the things and i'm like okay i got this and then it just never came to fruition like we just didn't follow through I mean, the one session was actually really fun, and everybody had a good time. Um, but I should mention that that part of the reason that we stopped playing is because I sold my pool table. <laughs> I didn't have a table to put my stuff on anymore, so I had to put away the the board game, and that was that. Like, it hasn't come out since. Well, yeah. moving on. What what have you been up to, Casey? <laughs> <laughs> oh man um well i just finished a, a big giant marathi model yep a big snake lady that was pretty cool uh really really liked that one a lot actually like enough for me to invest in the rest of the line of models that goes with it like i don't know why just for some reason that model just really stuck out to me and so i'm like you know i'm just gonna buy them all I'm just gonna, i'm gonna buy them all and i did yeah, they're like really hard to find used on eBay. There's there's not a lot for that army, and I I assume it's probably because it's not very popular. Oh, no one's um, no one's selling it. It's so good. It's so good. That see, that's that's the way I'd like to think and about also it. Right? It's like it's a fairly new army, and if you just spent sixty dollars on like three snake ladies, I don't know. Oh, for real? Yeah. I, I, I guess yeah. some people are willing to take the loss of immediately selling something expensive for half price, but some people are not. Some some people some yeah. people are like that, yeah. not me. You no. keep your eyes open. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, like uh, I bought the they they did like you know they do like Christmas boxes and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and they had a huge one for that army, and it has like uh one of the models they don't even sell individually anymore that kind of thing. So like it was a pretty sweet deal as far as that goes, um, and they they're doing like new start collecting boxes too. And that is one of them, like a pretty nice star collecting box. So, I don't know, like it, it worked out. All right. Um, but yeah, I painted, painted that and uh, bought all that stuff. And then what else did I do? Oh my goodness. I got to talk about Crocodile Games you in did. the video that I made. Yeah, you did. I did, finally, after like a, almost a year now. It feels like a year. It's, it's been like nine months. Adepticon's coming right up again. Yeah. The- oh, I know. No, I did. I did see uh, Chris Fitz, Ol Fitz, the the guy who sculpted the original metal Marathi for Games Workshop. Um, mm-hmm. He's the the guy that runs Crocodile Games and and has for the past twenty years or so. But we saw him at mm-hmm. Adepticon. I saw him again at at Gen Con briefly, and uh, we'll we'll be keeping our eyes out for him again. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna be picking up some. Greek models for yeah. War Gods of Olympus next time we go because I, I I mean I probably won't play that game <laughs> even though like I have the rule book like it's a really nice rule book it's but, a uh, yeah it's a nice it's a nice looking yeah. rule book the game looks cool but it's uh mm-hmm. it's a rank and flank with mostly metal minis 
and that's a big ask for for kind of a, yeah. a game that's yeah, honestly not quite at critical mass in terms of of player base for it. Um, right. I, like, yeah. I, I I'd be like, the only one playing it in my area for sure. Yeah. You, you you'd have to. I mean, that's just the way with some games. You you either have to work hard yeah. to get people playing in your area, or you have to travel to events and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And just that's a that's a bit of a a bit of an ask if it's yeah rank and flank with with metal minis that's harder to get into than skirmish and next time For next sure. time we talk yeah. to him we should ask him if he's he's planning on doing a, a skirmish rules at some point or or that would help it would it would, would help probably a lot. actually do it would that help a lot yeah um that would be <laughs> that would be a much easier sell but as it is I've got I've got crocodiles from crocodile games that. One yeah. of these days, man. One of these days, <laughs> you're just gonna bust out the crocodiles and and go for yep. it. Yep, yep, yep. You should, man. You really should. Just, I mean, that's kind of like okay. Like this week, I decided because I didn't really know what I was gonna do this week. Like I painted Marathi and I did all this stuff, and then I kind of sat down and I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do now? Like, I don't know. So I decided to just start opening boxes in my back room mm-hmm. and i pulled out an old like 1998 dark eldar archon that is probably one of the worst models the games workshops ever produced i bought it for like six bucks like two years ago you overpaid and it's just been sitting <laughs> yeah probably no actually it's weird like they they go for like 20 bucks normally yeah as long as you have the arm oh because wouldn't you believe it? Like the arms on this model, it's a fully pewter model. Um, they basically just people lose them. Like they get knocked off and they're gone. Even after you painted them, because especially back then, nobody really did pinning, or at least if you just started in the hobby, like uh, like I did, I certainly didn't know what pinning was. Um, so I just over glued everything and that kind of creates an issue where the arm, yeah, Brent just broke one. He literally is holding one. He broke it. <laughs> it was that easy, right? Like super glue doesn't hold really heavy pieces that well. Um, I suppose I should also mention if you don't know what pinning is, that means drilling a small hole into a metal piece, into another metal piece and putting a paper clip. <laughs> Brent dropping $20 models over here. <laughs> putting a paper clip in between two both of those holes and then gluing the pieces together so there's literally a middle a metal pin in between that holds that piece together yeah so make sure to pin your pewter models yeah totally rebuilding the shoulder they were old. yeah got the bad <laughs> rotator cuff on this dark Eldar yeah, archon exactly. yeah but i found one and he's got the arm and i was just like you know what screw it i'm i'm gonna do something with this terrible model it's gonna be good for something so what i'm actually doing is i painted it and i'm just gonna put it back on ebay for like 99 cents you know as an auction and then whatever the model makes i'm just gonna donate it that seems like a good enough thing to do you heard it here first folks terrible model makes for good even even a bad paint donation. job if it's if it's got the arm is worth twenty dollars so it's it's true yeah. it is so you may start the bidding at 99 cents but that's gonna shoot right <laughs> up to 29.99 that's my prediction <laughs> it's all right it's locked in 29.99 if it, yeah, uh, it's the holiday if season it goes dig for deep. that yeah, <laughs> yeah. if Treat it goes yourself. for 29.99 then i will i will gladly just I don't I don't know what I'll do. I'll just throw the model away and tell them I canceled the auction. No. I'll just donate my own money. <laughs> it's for a good cause. Come on. Yes indeed. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing with this model. But it, you know, it was kind of refreshing. It was nice to just kinda dig through a bunch of boxes and be like, oh, this looks, you know, interesting enough and just kinda go for it. So I don't know. It's like a like a palate cleanser. Heck Feels yeah. good. Heck yeah. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of like big stuff lately. Like big models. Yeah. And, like, Change I, it up. I can't burn through those all at once, you know? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, Mar- yeah. Marathi is a cool model. That model is doing most of the work there. You uh Right. Yeah. yeah. It is too. Yeah. You you gotta take something that's a challenge. A real 
a she real challenge. With a face mm-hmm. and a, an arm. <laughs> if you are unfamiliar with this model, it it basically it's it's all sculpted from green stuff back in the like mid nineties, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm not 100 percent sure, but there is a small possibility that Chris Fitzpatrick himself actually did sculpt this model. I don't know. It's possible. It's it's very. But it's, I think he by might. Small have. possibility. It's 50 50. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's literally 50 50. There's like two people working on that range he, back in the 90s, yeah. and he was one of them. <laughs> he admitted to us that he did the all of the mo- or many of the models on. Uh, as Trubael Vect uh, Barge, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, so yeah. he did he did the models for the named uh, Lord for for the Dark Eldar. But anyway, we can right. move on from his worst moments. Although you're going to be focusing right, on it for I, the next week, but we can, we can move on. after talking about one of his best moments, literally in the video before, <laughs> and I I couldn't find whether or not he actually did this model or not. So I'm not even going to bring it up. I'm not going to mention it. I just know he was in the room, like literally, in definitely, the room. definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but either way. It's partially either, either his fault if that's spent the case. <laughs> a, like a week or two sculpting this model, or someone showed it to him and he said, "Yeah, good enough." Like he's responsible exactly. either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one hundred percent partially his fault if he didn't do it, or it's one hundred percent his fault for just doing it. Basically, though, um, the face, like the model, looks pretty good otherwise, but the face is covered with like a flap of green stuff that is slightly molded to look like stretched skin. That's being held on by hooks. Like, I get how that's cool. Because, like, there's a whole flayed one thing going on with these these Dark Eldar. And I personally like that side of the army. I know Brent isn't such a fan of it. Um, but I like that grotesque, homunculus type thing in this army. I think it's really cool. Um, but that's what this face looks like. But it's just kind of not quite... Right. It just looks like a piece of green stuff that somebody slapped over an actual face, pressed in a little bit so that it looked like a face. It's it's not good. <laughs> so well, all right. It's, uh, what's next here? I wish you, I wish you the best <laughs> of luck, but we gotta we gotta stop depressing people with this talk of. I'm, I... <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Well, all right, all right. I'll give you something that's not so depressing. Mm-hmm. Old uh, Henry Cavill himself producing a Warhammer TV show on Netflix or no on Amazon. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I'll check it out in a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. What else? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I got I got a little bit of an update for you on on Army <laughs> Painter stuff. So been, okay, I've been doing a little bit of testing for their upcoming re-release of speed paints or their expansion of the speed paint line and they're they're messing around with their resin formula a bit they're adding a bunch of new colors um but and and so a lot of that work is still ongoing i know that some of the colors are pretty cool i know that uh, dana especially added howling sand and, <laughs> and and and, uh, and a selection of pastels to the to the line. So there's there's definitely some some good colors coming out for that, which is which is cool and all. Uh, you know, twenty three colors isn't quite enough for a good line. I think the ninety colors that they're aiming for is oh yeah, is no, maybe, I gotta have that maybe too much, but uh, <laughs> it's maybe overkill. Maybe overkill. Um, I get it. They're like literally tripling down on the whole thing. More than that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many. Was it? How many was in the original line? 23. Oh. Triple would be 69. So, more, so, than, yeah, more than more triple. Than triple. Yeah. Yeah. Quadrupling plus a couple. Um, yeah. We, we, well, we got it. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 92. But no, I got it. we got it. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. Um well, okay, I, I need I need to take a step back because you said that, that Dana is naming probably a pale yellow color Howling Sand, mm-hmm. which does open the door for what we did talk about probably a month ago. What are we talking about? Paint Bravely Teal. 
Or, oh no, I didn't. I didn't give him any colors. <laughs> I didn't give him any colors. Um, Damn it, Brett! So you, you got the opportunity once in a lifetime. <laughs> like so, so uh, I, I, my feedback was a little bit different from that. I sent him. Sure. I, I typed up like a couple of paragraphs about how bad their naming convention was, and this is That's this fair. is not just a pick on Army Painter. Uh, 80% of hobby companies or hobby paint brands do this, but... Yeah. Wizard robes. Yeah, wizard robes, sorcerers, orb. Like, all. there are yeah. so many, you know, cool fantasy names that tell you absolutely nothing about the color. And... Yeah. I, I mean, at one extreme, there are a fair number of people who suffer from forms of color blindness that wizard's orb is completely useless to them. Where they have, you know, yeah. if you are relying yeah. on some external cues to make sure that your paint job is going to look cool to everybody at the table, like it might be nice to have some some extra labels on there. Um, or yeah. So anyway, I sent him <laughs> my feedback was, and I was fairly blunt on on this issue, but uh, I listed off a bunch of names and said these are terrible names. These are the reason. These are a bad name. Um, I, I brought up the example, like, in this line, you have Fire Giant, which is orange, mm. and you have Fire Drake, which is brown, and that is not Ooh. cool. That is, like, that is not cool. Um, so <laughs> It's dark orange brown, yeah. right? That is that it? <laughs> so, so for some lines of paint, you know, it's, it comes in a clear bottle, and you can see through the bottle, like, what color the paint is. Again, that's yeah. not helpful if you have certain forms of color blindness, but a, a lot of times or you the can. The bottles aren't, you know, see through enough. Yeah, or, or there's too much label over the bottle, or or what have you. Right. Um, yeah. But speed paint is, you know, some similar to contrast or any of these washes sort of paints that you can't tell. No, the liquid looks very different from what you get after you put it over white Absolutely. or dries or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And Army Painter does do this thing where they put a hexagon. I don't actually know if it's supposed to be a hexagon or it's supposed to be a cube that you're looking at, uh, like corner right. on. Uh, but it's a it's a little block of color on the front of their labels that is supposed to be the color of what's in the bottle. And sometimes they get it right and sometimes they don't. But anyway, the the naming convention, what the bottle looks like, what the labels look like, do not give enough information about what color you're actually buying. And if you go up to a rack of 90 colors and you buy one and you get it home <laughs> and it's nothing like what you thought it was going to be, uh, right. that's a bad you're experience. Be mad. Yeah, that, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. So um, my, my feedback to them was, again, blunt. Uh, but I got them... Fair to come around to my way of thinking and so they're going to keep their stupid names they're going to keep wizard's orb or whatever but underneath yeah. wizard's orb they're going to write um actual colors actual descriptive names i can't remember what wizard's orb is but teal they're, yeah <laughs> blue green teal they they um <laughs> They're following some sort of international naming convention, like a, a standardized naming convention. To sure. Put. And and most of it's just very plain language, like red, black. It, it like they're they're understandable names. Um, right. That's. I mean, that's gonna probably change the way that people look at that set. Yeah. Yeah. Because no. you. Yeah, you can't tell what's in the bottle. The co the contrast, like in the concentrated liquid form, like that in a bottle, mm -hmm. they might as well all just be brown most of the time. Like yeah. unless it's clearly like yeah. you know green or something. But even in the contrast line, you can't tell what half of them are. And there's like fourteen browns. I haven't used them all because I'm like they, I don't know. I don't know what that's gonna look like. I don't want to yeah. test it. So I just don't touch it. I've, I use the same ones I've used, right? Those work. They're brown. I know they're brown, so I grab them. Yeah. Like, if it actually says red-brown, like, that will That's change useful. my mind. And red-brown yeah. is more useful than Morathi-brown or Drukhari-brown right? or Corn-brown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
having <laughs> having descriptive real world words that yeah really narrow what down what you're talking about is nice so yeah i i started this discussion by saying bad things about the traditional naming conventions in this entire hobby industry and i stand by yeah. that but we've made a little bit of progress here like army painter showed um in a recent video of that they put up on their youtube channel they showed off some some mock-ups of future paint mm -hmm. labels that again have their hexagon of color which may or may not be uh on the mark or not they had and within <laughs> the hexagon they have their <laughs> stupid name or their their fantasy name their fun name however you want to spin yeah. that um and then under the hexagon a little bit to the side not tiny text like like good enough readable sized font is yeah blue green or whatever it is red red brown black red it's very good it's very good yeah and so so I, I want to keep going and make sure that I give the proper praise like this is this is a huge step in the right direction this is a fair compromise of get your branding name on there also give a description mm -hmm. um i'm going to keep pushing one day one of these hobby companies is going to put actual pigments on their labels and i'm going to keep pushing for Someday. that like uh but but i feel yeah. like i got a, a small victory here and uh, kudos to army painter for making this change um yeah, and and I've said this before, but one of the reasons I do like to work with Army Painter is because they're one of the cheaper brands, and at least in America, they're available widely. A lot of stores yeah, in America yeah. carry Army Painter, and I've heard that in in other countries less so, but um, in America, they're very widely available, and so having what has become a big paint brand in the hobby industry putting descriptive color names on their labels that's a big deal i hope it forces other brands to do the same because if the if if the the, the cheapest competitor the most widely available competitor is doing this there's no reason why all the others can't and uh i mean yeah some of them are too so some of them are, and they yeah. are coming in yeah to into that space and they are overtaking army painter all of my local stores have army painter and they don't have you know a huge variety of, they, they usually have like citadel mm -hmm. um none of my local stores have pro acryl yeah pro acryl is the one that immediately comes to mind um yeah just looking at what i have on my table i only have warm gray here on my table right now um but i got you okay <laughs> We're not going to do half an hour of you reading paint names, but uh, Proacryl Pro Monument Hobbies does a great name of, they yeah. don't put stupid fantasy words in their titles. They just describe the color of the paint that comes in the bottle that you're buying. So, That's which is awesome. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Bright Jade. Jade. Yeah. Which one goes to where? Yeah. yeah. And so. Coal Black is a bit misleading. Yeah. Because they don't actually have a black. So I don't know. Just put black. Okay. Put okay. Okay. But I don't know. Monument Hobbies is a... It's becoming <laughs> more popular, more widely available, but it, it's kind of in the the higher tier of paints. And so they're they're doing a good yeah. job of naming. Uh, if if Army Painter and kind of the lower tier of paint starts doing a good job of naming, yeah, squeeze out the yeah. middle, you know, get get everybody doing it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, like, the only other pain brands that I can think of, like, Scale 75 does okay most of the time, unless it's their fantasy range, mm -hmm. then who the hell knows. Um, Vallejo is probably one of the better ones for their model range. Their Again, model if it's, like, range. the fantasy or game range, yeah. it's it's super hit and miss. And, like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, like catering to the, the fantasy vibe of something just by using these different names it's like it, but it's paint yeah you don't need to like pander i feel like it's yeah weird. so I, here's here's my theory and maybe i'm wrong but i think i'm right uh so my theory is <laughs> you know games workshop so in in 80s 90s was just putting fun names on their paints 
orc skin, goblin sure. green, whatever. It sounds fun. Yeah. It does. Like if you're in that ecosystem, right? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. It. Yeah. What what color do I paint my my orc skin? Orc green, goblin green. There you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the and I think that was fine. The problem comes when they changed their paint line a couple of times, each time mm-hmm. adding more stupid names that you then need to convert <sighs> between generations of paint. Competitors for the same colors yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Competitors yeah. to Games Workshop started releasing lines of paint. Um, you know, most recently, <laughs> Duncan Wizkids has has some paint coming out. You've got. Uh, Certainly, Army Painter was guilty of this, very guilty of this. Um, Vallejo's game color line. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of these lines, their method of naming paint is sort of copy a Games Workshop, but tweak it. So, right, yeah, not not (laughs) you know orc skin, but green skin, or or, yeah, flesh. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, goblinoid flesh, but the, just like tweaking, they got away from what the actual color is, and they're trying to allude to an old name of paint from Games Workshop. And, yes. And yeah, with the with the veneer of it's a fun fantasy name, that but it's just all gotten confusing. And if there's there are conversion charts out there if you want to be like okay what color can i buy that's kind of like mid 2000s games workshop you know <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah i i, I want that's, a color that's, that's like corn red from 2007 how, how and then you go to your conversion chart and well that's chaos red from army painter or from yeah. you know model color or sorry game color it's i don't even know what the answer <laughs> is but it's uh blood red maybe maybe and i'm pretty sure yeah. I mean, I have it somewhere. Look, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, though. Look, all I know <laughs> is that on this Dark Eldar Archon, his cloak is painted in scab red from 98 colors, from, from Citadel mm-hmm. 1998 colors, yeah. because the store was out of blood red, which I should have been using, so it's scab red instead, because I had to go one shade darker, which right. I actually like better. I'm glad I got scab red, but that yeah. that dried up 20 years ago, so we'll... If I want to match this color now, I need to go mm-hmm. look at a stupid conversion chart. Uh... <laughs> well, the, the, the worst part is you have to look at a conversion chart and then another conversion chart to see if that color did get converted to something else and when it was discontinued, yeah. technically speaking. Where, of course, if they just put the actual pigments that are in the paints, you would literally be right. like, these are the same paints. And that's, that is what I want to keep putting pressure on to get one of these companies to finally do. And if you're listening out there, whoever does this first is getting some serious praise. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of people would probably, I mean, as long as the paints were good, want to be using those because then you know. Yes. The the amount, you wouldn't just get free advertisement on paint brand for the podcast. You would get free advertisement (laughs) on Goobertown Hobbies if you put pigments, pigment labels on your on your labels you know what i mean yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i so, would i would do the same thing because I, I think that would be an important step i mean even the speed paint thing like having those the colors on there like i'm gonna get them i'm i'm gonna get some anyways i'm sure um as long as they work through an airbrush like i will gladly go buy speed paints over contrast simply because of the naming convention We'll see. I, I don't know what the the final resin is going to be like. They're they're getting they're getting it dialed in, but I haven't tried yeah. any of the. They've they've sent me some samples. I don't have the very latest resin in in my house right now, but I haven't even tried the, mm. the previous ones through my airbrush yet. But it it'll it'll <laughs> be here, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm sure that's, that's I'm good. sure that's you can shoot them through an airbrush. It's just a question of whether they look good or not, or good enough. I should right. say. Well, that's the thing. Like contrast works so well through an airbrush, like it really does. Man, so I it's, I don't want to be tipping mm. this 
very tiny, very expensive jar into into <laughs> the airbrush cup. It just so much stress, so much stress. I've got, I have gone through bottles. Oh yeah, but I mean, yeah. at the same time, like a seven dollar bottle I used on an entire two thousand points, right? Okay, and that's the main color. So it's like, eh, as an investment goes, like my five hundred dollar army. Mm-hmm. I used a seven dollar paint bottle to do half the work. It seems okay, but we're not here to talk about the terrible pricing for paints except to say the army painter is cheaper <laughs> and they just are so you see what i mean though if it works through an airbrush like of course i'm going to buy the dropper bottle with the correct name on it so i know what i'm putting in my airbrush before because <laughs> like yeah you you trying to tip those stupid ass bottles in the no it's terrible uh-huh. you're gonna spill it uh-huh. i have spilled it yeah oh man so overall good news though like very good news. yes good job like we were we were both bummed out when uh you know duncan had his paint release and the paints were pretty good but the names were very stupid and yeah they did include a conversion chart <laughs> in the box that was part of the uh the kickstarted package yeah so i have a nice little chart you know of like and, and it converts directly to citadel colors so white star yeah is white scar yeah in citadel that one i guess on my own i got that one <laughs> that's i mean that's a great example of of stuff stupid conversions white scar to white star star yeah. i'm pretty sure yeah. which again is is just a alliterative thing it's it's a it sounds similar right. yeah but also perfectly legal. <laughs> like they're they're bumping up against it, but it's fine. I feel like if they just used white scar in lowercase letters, it would be fine because scars turn white. That's what they do. Like yeah, my, that's my, fair too. My previous main I mean, man that's... whiskers like gave me this scar on my hand Ooh, here. Gave I've got a little one, yeah. white scar from rest in peace mm-hmm. whiskers. Oh. This isn't when he passed, but this was this was years before he passed. But yeah. years before, it yeah. is prime when he can yeah. really get you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really digging a nail. Uh, a, he was a feisty little guy when I first got him, but and he, oh yeah, he was a good man. Uh, after that, man. I, I my parents got a cat like this was fifteen, sixteen years ago, something, and they were going out of town for like a month, right? And they're like, can you just take him to your apartment and just, just, you know, whatever. He can live there for a month. And I'm like, that's fine. I'd rather not drive 45 minutes to their house, like feed the cat, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, like it's a car ride. Cats aren't exactly great about it. It was a pretty small cat at the time, like a kitten still. Mm-hmm. And man, like he almost got away and I'm holding like the top half of him and his back legs just all down my arm both of my arms back legs scratching from the car up the stairs to my second story apartment and i was just literally dripping blood from my arms like he just dug right in yeah if if matt feels like it matt can include a a picture in this part of the youtube video of a cat carrier or or a pet carrier (laughs) yeah i know didn't have one thank you thank you for that the hindsight 20 years ago that's great Yeah, clearly didn't have that. Uh, well, hey, you, you and I are hobbyists. We know that you just need the right tool for the job. That you know, yeah, uh, can't just brute force it like that. You're gonna be dripping blood everywhere. Yeah, uh, it's not a craftsman is is only as good as their tools. <laughs> oh man, I did just get some new tools in the mail uh, from a company called God God Hand. Okay. Like I've never Tell heard about of this that. before, and and then like a bunch of people started talking about it, and it's like, oh, I guess that's kind of a thing. It's like a, I, I'm pretty sure it's a Japanese company that makes hobby products, mm-hmm. uh, usually for like Gundam models, a lot of sanding, filing tools, but they have their like super fancy pants clippers, you know. That's what I've um, I've heard about them in that context for yeah. for many years now. That they have the the very nice, very expensive clippers that if you're Mm -hmm. cutting apart colored plastic Gundam models, you can make a snip right up against the the armor panel and not cause, you know, scarring or discoloration. So 
yeah, the the Gundam folks love themselves some goddamn yeah. cookers. And did yeah, you- so they sent me a huge box of stuff, including nice. the clippers, which I haven't tried yet. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah they, uh, I'm pretty they emailed to, me though. too, and and oh, uh, yeah. we're we're still negotiating. But uh, yeah, cool. Negotiating. How are they? Hello, uh, I mean, they feel okay just sitting here. Sound nice. Oh, you got to get yourself some Gundams. Did they put any Gundams in the box? I actually have a Gundam. Of course you do. Yeah. I didn't buy it, though. No, no, no. So, And I kind of feel bad about this. I mean, I do feel bad about this. Now, a store owner, like, a couple years ago sent me, well, he sent me every contrast paint. And he's like, hey, like, I like your channel. I run a store, have contrast. It was, like, the week they came out. So I've been, I've never actually I think I bought one bottle of contrast ever. Mm. Yeah, probably probably so that's you, why I don't feel terrible like Okay, I don't want you to put you on the spot about remembering their name right now, but you definitely have given them favorable shout outs in the past. So Oh, for sure. Yeah, like yeah. I, I know I have. And it, and that was like kind of the the exchange. And not that they asked me to do that. I did that on my own for probably twenty or thirty videos. Their name is in there. Heck yeah. On the paint card that I use, like on every contrast paint bottle card. So like it's a thing and it's fine. But I went there, I visited the store and uh, uh, the owner, Alan, gave me a Gundam model and like a one of those really Macaulay giant elephant thingies. I forget what they're called from Lord of the Rings. Oh, Ma- Mama Duke. Uh, yeah, yeah, I knew it started with that. No, it's not Macaulay, quite right. Macaulay, but, it's close. No, Macaulay's like a space camel Ma- mama Ma- it's not marmaduke mumalak mumakak mumalak mumalak he's so stupid okay it's, it's related i've been, I've been painting a screaming right now i've been painting a dwarf model we gotta we gotta change this before the lord of the rings people get really angry but it's too late dude that's i know is it Mumik- it's too late. okay so i've been painting a dwarf recently and this is from one of loot's releases um, but they're doing a like a big release of dwarf models, dwarf STLs from Loot Studios. Yeah, and the name of the series has like one too many syllables, and I cannot pronounce it. So the uh, name of the series. Okay, try. Just is give it to like me. Journey to Nidalvadir. 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 Yeah, and. <laughs> and so like, I was doing a voiceover. Assuming that's not right. <laughs> I, it's close. I'm I'm within one syllable of being correct, or maybe like, you know, switch a few in and out. But yeah, it's I was doing the great. I was doing the voiceover to be like, yeah, this dwarf is from this set, the Journey to Nidal. And like, I actually, I don't know if I'll keep it in the final edit, but in my voiceover, I have I I go down like five decibels while I'm sounding out the word Nidalvadir. Nadalvadir. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, you should definitely keep that. That's, that's the problem. That's too good. It's it's like things like that. That's the problem with with fantasy names. Just just call it uh, halls of stone, or you know, just give it. Yeah, yeah. Give it real words. Or otherwise, we'll just be saying uh, Marmadukes. Nadal. Yeah, the, the, the Lord of the Rings. It's Marmadukes. Yeah, you just know. picturing that. Just a Marmaduke strolling along with tusks bunch of raiders on top of him hey casey (laughs) yeah that still counts as one (laughs) that's a dwarven quote for you it still counts as one (laughs) yeah exactly uh see at least at least you can throw something like that and it won't make people too upset lord of the rings well people will be like well that wasn't in the books but that was like the worst that was like the worst scene from that movie but yeah okay only because the cgi is literally like the rubberiest terrible thing that i mean it was the best we had at the time i guess but oof (laughs) yeah somebody should make a tv show make that look better yeah (laughs) all right too soon man too soon it's too too soon it's too soon i can't remember i i can't remember so I know two weeks ago I said that Willow was coming along well, and I haven't watched past the yeah. first couple episodes, so I don't know if that's still true. I've been seeing a lot no, of not. YouTube videos that say it's uh, it's it's the worst thing ever, but that may just be because there's standard. like 
a couple of lesbian characters, so I, it's hard to tell. Like, I, it, it might be the worst thing ever, though. It's hard hard to know. But um, I mean, I hope not. But the uh, uh, the first episode was fine. I liked it just fine. But yeah, I think I think I may have said like, yeah, the first couple episodes of of Lord of the Rings Amazon show are pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm I got a good feeling about this. You know, I there were there were pretty good moments. Yeah, throughout. yeah, like yeah. And so that may have been the last thing I said on paper over the podcast is like, hey, this about it, yeah. This Amazon Lord of the Rings, hey, not bad. Like I'm, I'm staying for dinner, you know. Like I, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, I'll I'll say it. Like I didn't honestly mind it too much. Okay, like okay. it didn't destroy my spirit, you know. Like some people seem to have this this. No, it, it's just destroying Tolkien's uh, spirit. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't I feel like that. But. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe he would say that or maybe he'd be like, it's fine. Because yeah. <laughs> I think it's fine. Like, whatever. I've actually uh, got back into watching Angry Joe show around that time. And he he also is pretty big into board games. He's been playing Warhammer and stuff recently. Um, mm. But... I think it might have been on his show with it. He was saying like it all feels very small, like a lot of like yeah. some of the shots in that show, the Lord of the Rings show, are incredible. Like that are just beautiful oh, sure. cinematography. It looks absolutely amazing. Um, but then when they get to a fight scene, they just have this tiny village set that they use for mm -hmm. everything, and that is supposed to be an epic battle that's all happening in this very small little village, like. A town square yeah. with four, you know, thatched roof huts, and yeah, yeah, and it just feels very small. Or even when they're in Numenor, the the island city of the Numenorians, and it's just like, all right, they're yeah. in this giant city. Here is the one set of a market uh, <laughs> that they have. That's fair, and they put like their, their sets aren't as grand. Yeah, For which sure. is which is like weird. They cause, look good because the whole thing's so expensive. But then they get down to what's going on, and they just got like ten extras in the background of a generic fantasy market setting, and yeah, and and it just feels so small. You know, not not. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, all the outdoor stuff isn't terrible. I think because they have. You know the the actual they're they're filming in New Zealand like they did the whole thing there so yeah, it yeah. still feels proper but I can see that like there's nothing epic going on like the stakes seem high but nothing really is I guess like even when they brought over like the I guess spoilers I don't know if anybody cares but like <laughs> like then when the Numenorians came over and they like came in with all the horses and stuff it was like. Where'd, where'd they go? There yeah. was supposed to be like 500 of them. There were like 20 of them. Yeah, I can see how that, that could get annoying. <laughs> like I, seeing I feel that. like this has somewhat been distributed as a meme. But yeah, there's supposed to be <laughs> 300 no cavalry on three fairly small ships. That's a bit and, odd. I and, did and find they that show, to be odd. Yeah. They show like one shot of feeding like a horse uh, in the lower yes. deck of the ship, and it's like, okay, yeah. that ship needs to have a hundred war horses in it, right? And and I don't know, I mean, this this veers <laughs> into territory of being very nerdy. Um, actually, you could not fit one hundred oh, war housing horses, but it's yes, it, it's pretty striking that you could not fit one hundred yeah. war horses into that ship. So yeah, yeah. No, you do need to make it like a little bit plausible, right? Like if you were making just if you were making yeah. a scale model of this ship, and this is an right. this is an Instagram I've gotten into recently of scale model of like oh. uh, eighteen oh sure yeah seventeen hundreds eighteen hundred ships. It, it's got to be yeah. proper. You can't screw that up. Oh, man, like the weathering has to be in scale, or else you're gonna get yelled at. Dude, there's those people are cool like that. <laughs> that's that's you, fair, you yeah. couldn't slap chop a video of building the victory in two weeks though i'll tell you no, there's I'll no tell speed you what. painting yeah. there's no slap chopping there's none of that it's like yeah. i spent forty thousand hours uh, yeah. 
on this ship. If you're sanding your your balsa bottle. wood braces and and arches to oh, to, to make yeah. the the third gun deck of the HMS Victory. Yeah, that's not slap chopping that. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, and I mean, there is. I think. I think the reason for it, obviously, is they they're trying to pay respect and tribute to something that actually did exist. Oh yeah. Right? No, no. I mean, it. So it makes I sense. Don't, I don't want them to be rushing this. I freaking. No, I no, love no, no. the yeah. level of detail. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just like I. Yeah. I. When I hit the lottery and can get somebody to give me an instruction manual on how to do this, I would, but <laughs> it seems like something that like maybe maybe when you're older, oh, taking things oh, yeah. a little slower, you're yeah. like, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna paint me up a model yeah. for the next six yeah. months. <laughs> you Go- know? Goobertown Hobbies <laughs> goes quiet for two years between yeah. yeah. <laughs> 20, between, yeah, between 2045 yeah. and 2047 <laughs> and then all of a sudden brent is back with the yeah. people were literally the, hms thinking, surprise I guess he actually yeah, did die that's sad we should mourn his life <laughs> we'll be in that point in time just like well that's it i guess he's just at home his cats are <laughs> The, you know? the entire video is just me <laughs> dusting my hands off, uh, <laughs> sitting at the table behind HMS Surprise. Like, yeah. Done and done. Oh, yeah. We got him. <laughs> Dude, a time lapse of that. How long does it take to paint this model? <gasps> the empty yeah. bags of Funyuns are just stacking up higher <laughs> and higher is... behind me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You'd probably be moving on to some Werther's Hard Candy by then. You know, Funyuns might be out of your, your diet range at that point. You really can't do that to yourself anymore. <laughs> There's a crystal candy bowl in front of me just, just yeah, exactly. filled with uh, Hall's menthol cough drops. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The future is bright, man. There's, there's a lot it's, to look I mean, forward look, to. Right. Look. Like... Yeah. We're gonna be on like season forty-eight of Lord of the Rings, and you're gonna be you're gonna be eating hard candies of some type, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and still hobbying, and that's that's what's important. You're still gonna be there for real. We can keep hobbying uh, pretty close to what our body shut down. Like you, you, I mean, yeah, yeah. Depends what takes you, but uh, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. You can you can hobby at all ages. It's never never too late to get into this and. It's very true. No, like uh, I've been giving my dad as like birthday presents, Christmas presents, Father's Day, um, terrain, grass, trees, HO scale people, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, actual like train board stuff. Right. And this has been for for a better part of the last probably 10 or 15 years. Right. And he literally hasn't touched any of it. Uh huh. Does he still put it on his wish list? Oh yeah. Okay. And I still buy stuff. When he gets to that uh, point, when he when he has right. everything he needs, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I told him I'd help him. He he actually did go out not too long ago, and he bought all the the plywood to make the boards. Okay. Right. So it's like it's that's the first step he's taken in about a decade. Um, but either way, I, I told my wife, and of course I'm joking, but, you know, it's kind of an investment, right? Like, either he is going to use it, and I'll help, and it'll be this really cool project, or he won't, and I'll still get to use everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was Take it long term. Yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, it's just it's what it is, right? <laughs> but, I mean, he's, you know, he's getting up there in age, and, like, uh, he's still definitely capable of doing it like he wants to do it he's like actively still buying things and thinking about it he just hasn't taken the leap yet i don't know why but look casey i've got i've got bad news i I had a i had a dream and you get hit by a bus in three years so yeah that's that's likely yeah yeah but still you know somebody's gonna get to use that that ho stuff like (laughs) yeah I'll be yeah, I'll be somebody, at your funeral and I'll put my hand on your your son's shoulder, right. your daughter's shoulder, and say, "I'm sorry for your loss. Now come with me." Like we, yeah, the work continues. We have some work yeah. to do. Yeah, the work continues. The work doesn't. The work doesn't end. 
Come on. Your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough. Like, oh my gosh. That's uh, that's an interesting thought too. Like I definitely Yeah. I mean if if you say I'm going to get hit by a bus, old Brent like, from well. out beyond the dune sea. <laughs> yeah. Coming in. This is a crazy old plane. hermit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, what's the dark side then? Is that is that like? I mean, is that scale modeling? Is that is that where we are, or is that the lights? I don't know. I, don't know. I think Warhammer is probably the dark side. I it's think the so. Grim dark side. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> yeah, it's the grim dark. Oh no! <laughs> Speaking of the grim dark, though, I did. Uh, I've been kind of like dabbling it back into video games again i bought myself a, a ps5 because somebody had one and i was like oh merry christmas yeah. right and happy birthday unfortunately that's that's where i'm at december so um, wait is it your birthday happy birthday oh thank you not today though is it it, it was oh well maybe next year buddy <laughs> you've funny. got a couple more in you yeah yeah, yeah, at least two or three, right? <laughs> uh, but, like, of course, I, I bought the PS5, and this is not what I used to play the video game I'm about to talk about. But I, I have a Quest VR headset, right? Um, I got it last year. And I finally, like, I was like, okay, well, I see this Warhammer game sitting here, right? Talking about the Grim Darkness. And I was like, all right, like, sure. Mm-hmm. See what it is, and I, I I bought the uh battle sisters like you play as a sisters of battle like full body arms. It's very weird. Like it's it's a weird thing to see like a full body that isn't yours in VR. So like they got that down. That's pretty interesting. Mm. Um, and it's like it's not a very good game, but like I actually kind of was like what, this this makes sense. Like it it wasn't Space Marines. It felt different, and I didn't hate it. Okay. I thought that was weird, so I wanted to mention it. Because uh, everything Space Marine related is just kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't like this very much. Like, orcs are fun. Well, they keep That's making fun. those video games, and and someday you'll yeah. find a Space Marine video game you like that isn't Dawn of War Maybe. 1. <laughs> I did like Dawn of War. Right. right, 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 right. Uh, and uh, Blood Bowl, the game, which Blood Bowl 3, I think, just came out like this week, just coincidentally. Uh, Blood Bowl 2, though, I did play a lot of that game, and that's fun. Because well, it's literally the board game. You yeah. roll the dice in the game, and you move the stuff. It's fun. That teaches but you the But then again, rules. I guess Blood Bowl is fun. Yeah, exactly. It teaches you the rules, so you don't have to learn them or teach them to anyone else. And I think it is multiplayer, so it's like you can just like why paint Blood Bowl when you could just play it mm-hmm. with a controller. <laughs> yeah, easier to get together with pals. The computer does the hard work of learning the rules for you. Tells you tells That's you what true. you can and can't do. Yeah, very true. And I do not like reading rules very much. No. Uh, it's like I will, but I don't like to. Because I don't know, I always feel like I'm screwing something up. Like I'm missing something. I look stupid because I'm not doing something right. And then I have to like, hang on, hang on, flipping through the pages. No, I guess you you're fine. Roll that. No, the green one. Do, <laughs> the green one. Like, ugh, gosh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't like it. I hear that. Yeah. Oh, I also. Uh, uh, circling back around to the God Hand tools and not talking about them at all. Uh, I bought the new uh, Angel Geraldes airbrush. Yes. Yes. I, th- I think it's about time. Like, I, I wanted one of the uh, the Infinities for a while, and his looks pretty sweet. So Big spender. I dove right in. Yeah. I, dude, I don't, I don't know. I've been buying all this hobby stuff. Like it's it's tapping me out. I'm sure I'm gonna go broke any day. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I've I've used the Patriot 105 for for a few years now, mm-hmm. and it's like a point five needle is huge on an airbrush. That's a big needle. 
Like it, the spray pattern is is gigantic. And like I tried the the little version of that, the Sotar, and like that was okay. I was switching back and forth for a while, but then like trying to get parts, nothing's available locally. Yeah. Uh, but I I do know somebody who has Infinity parts, like on the regular here. So I thought I might as well, and I'm I'm honestly pretty excited about it because it's been a while since I've had like a nice new tool, you know, that I would like daily drive essentially i mean these god hand clippers not sponsored might be that thing too but you know nice nice <laughs> yeah do you want to what else what else I, I got nothing else but i i know you wanted to talk just a little bit about your I mean, I, your yeah, stampa you know. and then we can close it out on a high note on a high note that's true yeah what was what was the low note part i don't know like sometimes we we were talking about like how you're gonna die young and I'm gonna have to take care well, of your kids. S- that was pretty sad. I mean, you told me that you I, had I, a dream about I spun it. it. That's, I guess that's I spun it in a really positive way. Like I'd make sure that they grow up right. But uh, <laughs> like somehow you'd be Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi to teach them for an afternoon and then get yourself killed. That's not a very good mentor. <laughs> no, uh, I suppose it's not. But, um. Yes. Yeah, positive. Yeah, yeah, positive. So let's let's end it on a high note. Tell me about your Stompa <laughs> On update. a high note. All right. Yeah. So so I've been running, you know, miniature rescues for like four years now, right? So we we've been doing this for a while. A little mm-hmm. while. Um in all of that time, I've made two hundred something videos at this point. Like an insane amount of videos. And not one time has somebody actually said, Hey, that's my model. Like you bought my model. Like, I think there have been some people trolling for mm-hmm. it because they never, like, responded or answered or, or followed up with it. So, I just assume they're trolling. Yeah. But today, I did get a message from the guy who, and verified, definitely built the Stampa that I rescued that had all the receipt rolls in the chest. Like, the gnarly looking bright green one with the magnets and the, the, all the things. And I did get to talk to him a little bit. He kind of filled me in and I think I'm probably going to do a follow-up video and try and include that story a little bit more because he did tell me that there weren't just there wasn't just one stampa that looked like that but three. Oh there are no three that's of those. a quest that's like yeah right I know and that's where I'm at now and I'm like excuse me sir where are the other two <sighs> they went to Tista minis, and now they are in the wild. Oh my goodness! You, that's a I quest. I must find them. Yeah, I mean, I I'm hoping that nobody else just decided they were gonna like gut it and do something. I gotta find them though, and and I gotta do something. Uh, but yeah, he sent me all sorts of pictures of like the whole process. He took pictures during the whole thing. Like he just got all this stuff. He he worked at like a, a fast food chain, um, and so he just took receipt rolls home. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's where all the receipt rolls came from was like this this place up in Canada. And uh, I guess he, he got to a certain point and then sold off this massive collection of orc stuffs to Tista Minis. And, and he was telling me he even has like a bigger collection now than he did then. So he's still going. Okay. I, I was told that he just like flat out quit the hobby and that's why he sold that stuff off. But he's like, no, I, I have so much stuff. Oh, good. I think he was just trying to liquidate a little bit. Um, but, I mean, clearly, like, a person who gets into the hobby and just does whatever they got to do to get the model right. good to go, right? Which is very commendable yeah. if you have the kind of collection that I've, I've heard about. But yeah, I mean, so. some of the stuff that shows up um, on your channel is the person liquidated everything and is not watching YouTube videos about painting models. Like, that's my for some of, the stuff, yeah. some of the stuff that's on your channel, like, the person... Never got any formal instruction in any way about how to paint their models. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, and yeah. In, in a few different cases, too, they've been like uh, somebody tried to strip the models down. Okay. They let them sit in some kind of solution and it like gunked them up real bad and they just didn't want to take the time. Like they just didn't want to do it, didn't want to put in the work. So the whole army for example, ends up on eBay and it's a bunch of, you can tell it's like, just, it's like, so you let paint sit in like isopropyl alcohol and then take it out and let it dry. 
well, it's still paint. It's still going to dry, even yeah. though it's been melted now. So, yeah, it's stuff like that. You too. know, I wonder, I wonder if some of your stuff isn't identifiable even to the person who originally painted it. Like, especially if it is, has been partially stripped or if it is just like a nasty black primer job or, or you know, depending on where it is. Yeah. There, there are some yeah. models that are more uh, distinguishable than others that show up yeah. on your channel. <laughs> <laughs> that have a little bit true. more of a, an artist's calling card on them somewhere in the form of bright green yeah. receipt rolls sticking out of the chest, glued <sighs> in there with yeah. plenty of the hot glue. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I still haven't asked him about the glue. Cause yeah, it build was, up a uh, friendly relationship before you dive know. on I, into yeah, that. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I haven't even asked him yet. Like, That's not a oh, first so date kind think, of question. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't asked him what he thinks about the video. Like he seems to like think it's great. Right. He was very excited to be like, holy shit, that's my model. <laughs> like, this is great. <laughs> like, oh, please be real. I literally responded like, please don't lie to me. Like, tell me everything. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's yeah. Like he ended up responding. So that's that's the first time that's ever happened. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. that video is getting great traction, which is good in mm -hmm. its own right. And it makes sense that the more people see a video, the the more likely it is the original owner will come calling. But yeah, no, that's that's yeah. uh, that's good news all around, Casey. I, uh, that story warms my heart. Yeah, yeah, and I'm hoping that I'm hoping we can continue the story with that kind of thing because uh, I think it I think it deserves a little bit of an update after the fact and and some of those like you know work in progress pictures of like where did this thing come from and why did it become you know so I don't know I'm I'm looking forward to that I don't know when that's gonna be a thing I I gotta like get find those other two stampas they're out in the wild somewhere so if you have seen those stampas with uh harvey's or hardy's or whatever the restaurant's called that uh, receipt rolls in it you know call 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 me or email me at paint bravely the podcast at youtube.com <laughs> uh yeah it's it's paint bravely podcast at gmail.com but that's fine too or you can leave a comment at youtube.com slash paint bravely the podcast down in the comments that's that's how you do that i just anyways thank you again for joining us on another episode of paint bravely if you enjoyed this podcast please help us out by leaving us a review on itunes subscribing to the youtube channel and sharing this message with your hobby friends and as always we appreciate each and every one of you for listening and we will Talk to you next time. Talk to you next time.